Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. There's the webpage, RoyGreenShow.com. You can post some comments and thoughts there and uh, listen back to any segment that we air in the podcasts. By the way, by the way, in our last segment where we were talking about whether you support carbon taxes or the cap-and-trade system that Ontario has introduced with uh, in partnership with Quebec and California, we did not screen even one call. We took the calls as they came. We did not screen any calls. So all of the calls that you heard, and each and every one of them was counter to the carbon tax and the cap and the trade. Nobody, nobody supported it. We did not screen even one call. And if I look at my tweets and if I look at my email, it's the same thing. Nobody supporting the cap and trade. Nobody supporting the carbon taxes. So Mr. Trudeau, Premier Wynn, Premier Notley, at least with my deplorable listeners and callers. I'm one of them. We're not on side with you. Here's an email from Mac. Uh, Carbon tax in any form is just a means to stifle development and a tax to suck money out of the middle class, a fraud perpetrated by a hoax. All right, so the left is having the... Oh, yeah, just wanted to mention this. Remember this, when, uh, when Canada attended the 2015 UN Conference on Climate, in this, the initiative? Remember that Canada sent 383 individuals, 380... Uh, the, 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 the group attending on Canada's behalf, 383 people were sent to Paris. Now, if you took the Australian delegation, the British delegation, and the United States delegations, and you added them all up, it was, they'd still be smaller than the delegation that Canada sent. And three bureaucrats who just happened to be in the environment ministry's employ spent $12,000 for their meals in Paris. Bureaucrats, 12 grand for meals in Paris. You and I paid for. All right, did Russian hackers under the direct orders of President Vladimir Putin Did they conspire to assist Mr. Trump to win the U.S. election? A mostly classified report, according to the Democratic Party, appears to support hackers, and even some Republicans are saying that it does, support the idea that uh, hackers obtained and distributed through WikiLeaks the now infamous emails from Hillary Clinton and John Podesta and and more of the Democrats. The Dems are crying foul. President-elect Donald Trump, who's seen the full report, remains unconvinced. And what's next before the January 20th inauguration of Donald Trump as the 45th president of the United States? And how are Americans responding to all of this? Fran Coombs is the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports, rasmussenreports.com. And uh, Fran, happy uh, Happy New Year and just a few days left now. What, are the, what, what happens on, on January 21st? Does the crying automatically stop? 
Well, no, I mean, there are obviously, remember, there's two groups of people here, Roy, that are concerned about this. One is the Democrats who are still trying to explain to themselves how, how their queen lost the election uh, and just cannot accept the fact that the American voters did not want her. Uh, and there's the people like John McCain and Lindsey Graham who missed the Cold War. Uh, and they just, yeah, they, they're just dying to ramp up another Cold War with the, so, the former Soviet Union. Uh, so there, I think you know you're still going to hear about this uh, from the usual from the usual suspects on both sides. Uh, but as far as Trump's concerned, I mean, as you, I'm sure you saw the news report, the latest thing he has said is that anybody who thinks it's a bad idea for the United States to have better relations with Russia is a fool. And you know, I personally agree with him, and a lot of people I talk to feel the same way. I mean, war with Russia? What's that all about? Yeah, no one's actually saying the Russians affected the the voting on November the 8th. And I see from uh, your polling at Rasmussen, only 21% of Americans believe that Russians affected the outcome of the November 8th vote at all. Well, actually, that's, it's, not even, it's smaller than that. Out of the, the gr- group of people, I think it's something like, I can't remember totally, but I believe it was 39% of people believe, of all voters now, I mean, the Democrats believe it more strongly, but 39% of all voters believe that outside uh, Outside Hillary Clinton lost because of outside factors. Of that 39 percent, 21 percent attributed to Russian interference. So I mean, you know, there's not a again. If you go and scratch the average Democrat, they're going to blame James Comey, the FBI director. They're going to blame so-called fake news. They're going to blame the Russians. They're they're still casting about for any reason at all, but the fact that voters didn't like Hillary Clinton. No, that she was a bad candidate, and it was, was, it was also was a... bad on the issues, Roy. She was bad on the issues yeah. that Americans care about. And it was also a verdict on the eight years of Barack Obama's stewardship of the White House. I don't think there's any question about that. But again, you know, when you look at these reports that, that came out, I mean, I mean, you know, here's a sentence right out of the, the report, the, the hacking report. CIA and FBI have high confidence in this judgment that the Russians tried to interfere. NSA has moderate confidence. So right there, you've got our top three spy agencies that are not in total agreement on this. And I was struck by this sentence in CNN's report. U.S. intelligence officials reiterated that there is no single intercepted communication that qualifies as a smoking gun on Russia's intention to benefit Trump's candidacy or to claim credit for doing so. No single intercepted communication. So again, this is all, look at all this stuff. This is our interpretation of it. Fran, what's the reaction to Barack Obama making major policy decisions during the final days in office? And then part two of that question is, what's the level of confidence that Donald Trump will uh, be a positive influence uh, on the United States? Well, I think right now the United States is still suffering, uh, for lack of a better word, you know, partisan, uh, the, the partisanship disease of the election. So, most of our surveys are showing on every single issue you can think of. Uh, Obama taking these last-minute actions, uh, the resolution on Israel, the, uh, uh, the, the criticisms of Russia. It's pretty much evenly divided because the Democrats still overwhelmingly think that everything Obama does is, is holy, and the Republicans think that everything Obama does and that the Democrats do is evil. So it's uh, Trump uh, basically... Trump has to get into office and do something. And I think right now everything is supposition. Uh, he, you know, he, we know what he ran on, uh, so people are kind of reacting to that. But they have to see 
what it means in their lives. I think certainly, you know, if you've got a 401k in this country or any kind of investments in this country, uh, they're going, they're rocketing through the ceiling. So from an economic standpoint, I would imagine people are pretty happy these days. What about the um, uh, the relationship among Americans, different racial groups, ethnic groups, linguistic groups, uh, cultural groups? How frayed is the relationship or are the relationships? Well, I'd say it's very, I mean, the racial tension, uh, although I think it's lessened a bit, believe it or not, since the election, but I, um, but I just anecdotally I say that. But I think under Obama, he raised racial tensions in this country to levels I haven't seen since the late 60s. Uh, it truly was worrisome. Uh, he, as much as he talked about healing the nation, he was doing exactly the opposite, as I'm sure your, many of your listeners well know. And uh, but again, I think with, if the economy gets better, there's more jobs. People feel positive. I mean, Obama was he—he he didn't believe in American exceptionalism. Yeah. And Fran, sure Fran, I have about I have about ten seconds. Okay, I'm sure many of your listeners don't either. But that—that's there's a view in America that America is the best and brightest place, and I think Trump plays to that. There'll be uh, much more opportunity to, of course, follow Mr. Trump uh, as he takes office on the 20th. Fran, thank you, and again, Happy New Year to you. Same to you, Roy. Take care. Bye-bye. Fran Coombs, Managing Editor, Rasmussen Reports. We're back after this.